Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we recognize the folks that have helped us to excel. I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest, get check this out, it's a, is a high school dropout that never received a diploma but does have a college degree. So we're gonna wanna ask him about that. He enjoys playing uh, games with his family and as well as hunting, and he's most proud of his family and, <laughs> this is awesome, and being a Vikings fan for over 45 years without them winning a single championship. It is my pleasure to welcome Jerry to the show. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Tim. Thank you for having me. Uh, it is my pleasure. Well, let's start with having you Introduce yourself, tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, and about your family. Yeah, so I was, as, as my, uh, my identification of a Vikings fan identifies, I was actually born in Minnesota, and uh, way back in the 60s, and uh, we, I grew up there and loved the, the seasons, loved the, the winters and all that stuff, and uh, as a matter of fact, even we had a little hest uh, uh, a respite. Anyways, a, a time frame that we moved down to Florida for six years, and I'm like, get me out of here. I need those seasons back again. <laughs> so that's part of what brought me back to Indiana. Um, but uh, uh, married uh, 31 years ago to my beautiful wife, Janet, and who has put up with me for these 31 years. <laughs> huge asset in my life. So, I mean, it's 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 amazing. So there's a lot, lot behind all that as well. But um, and uh, we have six children, um, five daughters that are in their 20s, uh, and then one unexpected surprise that uh, of a son that was born. Uh, he's now 13 years old. And, and uh, you know, my, my funny story that my, my, my uh, daughter, you know, now they get familiar with all my stories. And so they, but the story about that is that you know, we didn't think things worked after you turned 40, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. and so because people go, oh, you're going after that boy, and it's like, no, 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 we, we didn't think things worked, and we, you know, we just thought we were done, and, and <laughs> surprise, so. That's so, awesome, so but, uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about the, the no uh, high school diploma, but college degree, that's fascinating. Right. Yeah, so, they, they nowadays have some programs for uh, dual credit or um, post-secondary different places different, different states have different things and back then they didn't have that but I was just ready to be done with high school and so and I heard about another of my friends who who a year earlier than me was a year older than me and she w went to left high school after her junior year and went on to college and people think that there's a myth that colleges need a high school diploma in order for them to accept you and that's not true but most people do it that way and so I just kind of said you know what I'm done let's move on so I went to college got my four-year degree and and uh, it, at that point it's irrelevant whether I have my high school diploma yeah wow that is a fun story thank you for sharing yeah. so yeah. Jerry tell us about how how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business you know it's an interesting, well, first of all, we, we were in full-time uh, ministry, work with high school students for 19 years and uh, in Minnesota for 13 of those years and down in Orlando for at the headquarters for six years. And 
you know, just we, we thought we'd be lifers because we love it. My, one of the, the key pieces of who I am as a person is, is impact. I, I want to make an impact in people's lives. And so um, when we were down in Orlando, um, we had this, this, you know, thought about, you know, do we want to move on? Kind of a, we had a marriage issues going on and personal issues going on. And just kind of like, you know what, do we want to consider another option? And as we began to, to investigate, we, we started to dream, I guess, is what it came down to. And as we began to dream, we began to really feel led by God to say, nope, it's time for you to move on. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we began to look at options. And my wife called me from a Great Harvest Bread Company in, um, in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, and said, I think I found the perfect business for us. And so we began to investigate the option of opening up our own Great Harvest, possibly in Orlando. Uh, but we also really wanted to get back to the Midwest. And as we expressed that to the, the franchise when we put a, our application in, one of the things that we um, that, that she asked us about is where we were from. And my wife said she's from the Lafayette, Indiana area. And as a result, she was like, well, do you know that that bakery is for sale? And oh, wow. like, uh, okay, let's do it. So wow. uh, it took us about a year after that point, but uh, made our move uh, to, or to, Indi- uh, to Lafayette. And, and jump ourselves in. And part of a funny story with that is the fact that we actually, you know, my wife grew up in small town Camden, Indiana, 600 okay. some odd people there. <laughs> and you know, I grew up in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, large city. And then we moved to Orlando and all that stuff. And she keeps talking, she kept talking about wanting to move to a smaller, small community. And I'm like, that would just kill me. It's like, ah, you know, I can't handle that. <laughs> 600 some people. It's like, and so, but but the interesting thing is that this Lafayette community has been a perfect fit for us um, mm. in a lot of different ways. But one of those being that the size, you know, good fit for me and for her, and yeah. it's it's a great place. So, and the people are awesome. But. Wonderful. So, what a what a what an incredible way that uh, God guided and directed you. <laughs> sure. Yes. So, Jerry, tell us a little bit more about the company. So. Great Harvest is a freedom franchise, and the, the cool thing about the freedom franchise is that it is all about, you know, uh, me as a local business owner, everyone is locally owned, and so it's me as a, as a local business owner being able to take my bakery and fit it for what my community wants and to do what I want to do. So there's, there's no cookie cutter within Great Harvest. You know, there are a lot of recipes that I use and follow. Um, people would expect, you know, certain breads, like, you know, and that's then... Um, that that you know with the honey whole wheat or something like that 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 you can get from store to store, but uh, but honestly I don't need to do those. But because they're so popular across the system and across the nation, it's like well of course I'm going to do those. So and they're proven. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, <clears throat> but uh, but one of the things about it is that I really do you know I I'm also able to take my entrepreneurship desires and and uh, put it to action um, and be able to make that happen um, in how I want to make this this bakery work for our community and for us and so it's been it's been a great fit and uh, we've really enjoyed being a part of it so that's as as the business itself I mean we we, so I mean we are our it's interesting we're called great harvest bread company the interesting thing is that there's another bread company called Panera bread company and and you know, we were actually just there this morning. It's our, our annual tradition to go to there for get bagels for the first day of school. So I'm not, <laughs> not anti-Panera and people even commented, is that your competition? It's like, no, it's actually not my competition because, you know, they our mainstay is bread. We sell an average 150 to 200 loaves a day uh, mm-hmm. of bread. 
And, you know, when I asked the, one of the guys I knew at the Panera, I said, how many loaves of bread do you guys sell on a given day? And he goes, oh, maybe 10, maybe 12, 10 or 12. And so <laughs> it's like, but, you know, so, and that, that's, that's not their model. It's not who they are, you know? And so, but for us, you know, we are a bread store. And so as a result of that, we started making sandwiches a number of years ago because we thought, man, we've got a great bread. What makes it better? But you know, that, that is a huge part of what makes a great sandwich. So let's start making sandwiches. And um, so, and then catering and other things like that. So, yeah. And I know you were talking offline earlier about uh, catering and a number of sandwiches. So you, you, you can do big events as well, from what I understand. Is that correct? Right. We, we've catered up to 500 box lunches on a given day. Um, this past week, we had 25, 30 different catering orders um, and, and did over 750 sandwiches that we catered let alone people coming in for individual sandwiches and for their group of people, whatever type of thing. So, so yeah, it was a crazy busy week last week. <laughs> so Jerry, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though you may not have thought you could and what the impact that they had on you. Well, kind of going back to a question you asked earlier that I, I didn't address the same, but and how it fits into with this as well. But, you know, one of the interesting things about, um, uh, we talk about um, how I, what was the question? How I knew I could be uh, successful? successful or yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting to me is that um, I, you know, we all have our woundedness as a child and different things that happen and different messages we believe and lies, whatever type of thing. And and so um, and then we then we compensate for those things. And so when what's interesting to to me is that when I first began into this business, I had the mentality. I can do this. I've got this. I, you know, because I was overcompensating for that, that the messages that I really felt that honestly, that I, I felt that I couldn't do it, sure. that I, I wasn't adequate. I didn't have what it takes. And so I was, the, the confidence was there, but internally it wasn't there. Mm. And so, so, you know, the answer to your, just the question you just asked is that I, mean, I didn't, I didn't need anybody because, you know, it's like, well, I don't need anybody. I, I, I got this. I can do this myself, you know, and don't tell me what to do and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so, but um, when we, we had a huge failure in, in our business back um, 2011, 2012, we, uh, we bought a second uh, great harvest in, in, in the Indianapolis area. And, um, and of course, I did a dang good job here in Lafayette. I could do a great job, a you know, bang up job down in, in, um, in Indianapolis as well. And it flopped. It didn't do well. I, I couldn't manage it. I couldn't handle it, uh, you know, personally and plus and, and everything else that was going on just in the business itself and a lot of nuances with that. So, um, but it was through that, that lesson that I really began to realize, hey, I, I don't have what it takes. And I, and number one, I, I, well, I do have what it takes, but I, I need to find people around me and stuff like that. And so I had, we had several people come around us at that time. I had a, um, a guy named Jeff Pence that helped, and his wife Kareen that helped us significantly in in trying to figure out if it's the right thing, if we can make this thing work, the the second store, or if we need to release it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I had you know once once that did wrap up, there was a, a business guy in town that uh, that offered to do a low interest you know, loan to you know we, we 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 bankrupted out that that company but we still had some residuals of that that we took against our us personally or against the the business here and so as a result we uh we had this, this, this you know this guy help us out to uh, offer us a loan and give us some input on how do we pick the pieces back up again and um and so and then of course we had you know two other pieces of the puzzle that, that were still outstanding as far as our business loan for the current business that we hadn't paid off yet 
at that point, and and the owner of that was very gracious to you know to hold back and let us you know take time to to pay it pay it off, and so so we got a lot of those, and of course through that process, a lot of input, a lot of help mm. for us to be able to say how do we focus back here, and and what is valid for me as an entrepreneur to expand and go versus to sit back and say no, I need to just take what I have and really do well with what I what I have what what I already have going on, so. Yeah. That's a huge lesson for us. So well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. A lot of uh, a lot of us, myself included, do have that baggage that we bring forward from our our childhood, right? And 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 we do uh, overcompensate for that. And um, you know, our mindset is ninety percent of you know whether we're going to be successful in our business or not, and right, and the messages that we tell ourselves in our head, and and to your point, whether we're honest with ourselves about those messages, so that we can have the opportunity to work through them and, and sort them out and, and uh, right, be able to, to do the things that are required in our business. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. And that's part of my, my, my word impact that I love to see that, that we are about here in this community and with others, but you know, we, we, I have a men's group that, that I've been leading that we're you know, helping other men to, to see some of those, those areas in their lives and how do you deal with them effectively and stuff like that. So, so it's pretty, it, it, it's, that's, so it's kind of my story and then how I can, you know, be involved in helping others to find that their story um, yeah. continue to yeah, along the journey. So, yeah, that's awesome. So Jerry, um, over the years, what would you say is your biggest learning as a business owner? Um, I answered that question. I have it right here. <laughs> Don't have my glasses on, so I can't see very well. <laughs> um, what question number was that? Uh, six. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess the, the, I mean, it, it really comes down to, I, mean, I, I think I already shared that. It just basically really trying to understand, you know, what I, the, the reality is that I need to need other people. Number one, number two, that I, that I need to not take so much. I need to assess myself effectively and be able to, at that point, be able to, you know, make decisions, whether it be expansion or not, or whatever it may be, um, but also be satisfied. I think that was the thing is that, you know, one of the things that my wife has identified and we had to work through in our marriage through the years is my bigness. Um, you know, I was born 10 pounds, two ounces, and I'm, I, you know, I was big, for the, <laughs> you know, and, and so, you know, it, it's, and so I've had to realize it's like, hey, my bigness is not my identity. It's not who I am. Um, I, you know, I mean, my size, I can't adjust that very much, but, uh, but I, but I can, you know, adjust how big I come across and how demanding or how big I, you know, I express myself to other people. So, yeah. so I think that's a huge, huge thing that I've had to learn and that I don't need to have a second location, a third location and be, you know, growing and big, you know, in order to, to be okay about who I am. Yeah. I love it. Thank you again for, for your transparency. And I know that'll help a lot of people listening to this because, you know, we don't have to. We don't have to be fake, right? We don't have to pretend that we're someone that we're not. You know, God's created us to be exactly who we are and and we all have individual skills. And and when we leverage those, you know, we're going to be successful in in whatever we do. So appreciate yeah. that, your vulnerability. Yeah. So Jerry, we know business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about um, one of your challenges that you've had over the years and a fellow business owner who came along to help you get through that. Um, 
you know, I, I think more specifically, as far as the aftermath of the, the closure of our second location and, and you know, the focus back here, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, my brother was significant in my life. He's been a business owner for, for longer than I have, I think, since he was probably about 30 some years, I think. And uh, he's really has helped me to think through what what we need to do as far as focusing in, um, how I can, um, and, and even right now I think we're one of our biggest challenges we're experiencing now that he's he's guiding and helping me with as well. But is the, um, um, you know, I'm I'm 55 years old and I don't have the stamina that I had you know even <laughs> five or ten years ago. And so when we had 750 box lunches and and you know, and stuff going out last week. And I have to pick up the slack in order to, sure. and a couple of people did as well. I'm not, not diminishing what they did as well, but I had to, I had to work a lot of hours last week. I got exhausted. You know, it's like, I can't manage this anymore. It's like, you know, it, it's just, it's difficult. And ironically, I had a guy who was about 50 years old who started working for us one day. He, he, he jumped in, he's going to work for us one day last week. He's, sorry, he started last week. He worked one day and said, I can't handle this pace. And I'm like, tell me about it. <laughs> and so, but, uh, but, you know, he wasn't the business owner, so he, he didn't have, he, he had a choice, you know, and yeah. so he, he walked away from the job and, and yeah. I blessed him for that. I mean, that was, that, you know, but, um, <laughs> and so, so my, my challenge that I'm experiencing right now is, is trying to figure out how do I then take what, um, to find people, whether it be a general manager or whether it be, you know, other people that are in key positions. Yeah. And I've tried some of that. And unfortunately, some of them have not been the right people. They've got, they've, they've had the heart, but maybe not the skills to be able to yeah. effectively lead and take other people, you know, to the next level, as well as our business to the next level. So, so I've, that, that's the biggest challenge. And my brother's given me some books to read and some other ideas and stuff like that. And so, but, um, but I also have a good friend, his name is Rob, and he's been real significant as well to, to kind of help me be a bounce, bounce ideas off of, um and so um yeah so and, and yeah so that's what's your that's, what's your brother's name his name is john john all right awesome john Lisi. yeah wonderful so, yeah having uh whether it's reading books or or uh you know outside people to talk to being able to, to share ideas and bounce ideas off of people it's been a tough market uh the last couple of years finding good quality people right with the, the whole mass exodus or the great resignation <laughs> And so one of the things that we, we help business owners with is that idea of let's make sure we get the right people on the bus, right? They, they fit the culture, right? They're, they're aligned to the vision of the company because it's easier to, to teach a skill than it is to, to find uh, you know, a good cultural fit. And then teaching those skills can take time, right? The, as a, as a busy, busy business owner, we would love it to be like you train them once and they pick it up and they run with it. But the reality is it's going to take multiple times and, and you know, or having a manual or a video or something in place that they can refer back to when they forget because inevitably they're going to forget. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're oftentimes too busy to be able to continue to remind them of the things that they forget. So, right. Well, and you mentioned the, the the climate change. I mean, you know, the the the, cult, the change in the last couple of years. I mean, one of the things that's been interesting is that, you know, we, you know, this whole push in different states and different across the nation about the minimum wage. Mm. Well, the reality is that you know I, I don't care what's 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 legislated or not. That minimum wage has gone way up for me, sure. and so I can't. I you know I used to hire literally six years ago. I'd hire somebody eight fifty an hour. And within the first month, you either get fired or get a raise, and possibly that was nine dollars, maybe nine and a quarter, you know, nine fifty. 
And, you know, now it's like, man, you know, I can get some high school kids for, for maybe nine, maybe 10, um, but more likely 10. And then, you know, but of course, other people, it's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 right. an hour that I have to be able to, to make that work. And so, so that's been a huge thing that's impacted the business. Um, and, and so it's not just inflation that's caused my bread prices and, and sandwich prices to go up, but that's part of it as well. Sure. Absolutely. So Jerry, if I asked you to pick three people um, in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there for you uh, to help you with your, your overall business growth, who are they and how'd they help you? Well, I've already mentioned my brother, John, um, that'd be one. Um, and a guy named Jeff Kessler, who owns a, a jewelry store in town, <clears throat> he's been there in, on several occasions. Um, uh, he and his wife and my wife and I have sat, have sat down on a couple occasions just to dialogue through some, some situations and how do we, you know, uh, and, and just and he's given some wisdom and input in, into what I had to do. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he, he gave the wisdom probably, uh, I believe this was before, maybe it was after, but I think it was before we uh, took over that second location yeah. that he talked about the, because um, the, we, we were always talking about going to the west side, so having a location on the west side. And he was just cautioning me against that, that, that you know, that really it could make an impact and you diversify and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, obviously I didn't listen to him. And so we, you know, we, we not only didn't go to the west side of Lafayette, but we went down to Indianapolis and, and obviously he was right. I mean, and so, but, uh, but the good news is that he was there as well afterwards to help, mm. um, help me pick up the pieces and yeah. move on from there. Um, so, um, and then, and then there, there, then I would say, and I don't, I want this guy to go on name, but, but, uh, his name is Terry. I'll say it that, I guess, but he, he was, a, he's a business owner. He was a bit, he's actually retired now, business owner in town that, uh, um, he was the one that helped us with that finances and get into consolidating and as well as just, again, uh, you know, getting us back on track with where we need to be and give the vision, kind of helping to put, help, help me think through the vision for what we want to be about. And, and I think that word impact, going back to that word impact, that's what we want to be about. And, and for us to have, you know, five different locations, how am I effectively going to be able to impact people unless I have the right people in place? And that's, that this becomes that extra, all the more difficult, you know, to make that happen. So, so those, those people's. So Jerry, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges you're going to face to get to your goals and who are the types of people you're going to need uh, to help you get through those? Well, as I look at look ahead, I mean, I, I, I really, as I already mentioned, that you know, that whole issue of my age and trying to how do I effectively do this? Um, I really do need. Um, I, I've been dialoguing already with some people um, as it relates to how do we re reorg our reorganize reorganize our business so that we can um, have uh, an effective leadership in place. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we're not we're doing well financially, but we're not doing great. I think that that, that faux pas of the, the you know, second location kind of, you know, hit us, hit us big. And so, you know, up until about two, three years ago, we finally paid those, that all that stuff off. And so all I have to say is that I can't just afford to say, well, gee, I'll, I'll just take a cut and pay, you know, by 50%, no big deal. I'll, I'll have somebody else run my business and I'll just, yeah. I, I can't afford to do that. So, so I've still got to figure out how do I supplement that or how do I make that work mm -hmm. and uh, find the right people and the right, situations and i think that's where you know there's there's two people that i need in general um one is the people that are, are helping me you know with you know, like my brother and 
and um, um, I, uh, who was the other person that we were talking with about that? Anyways, um, that that they're helping me think through the organizational aspect of things. Oh, his name, sorry, his name is uh, uh, Doug Griffin. Um, has been helping me think through how do I do that effectively. And then the second people, of course, that I need in my around me are those people that will step up into those roles sure. to be effective in in, uh, in in running the place without me there and growing the business even even greater than what it is. So. Yeah, there's a, it's a, an often a, a conundrum of, right, do we, do we invest in, in the growth and what we need for the next couple of years, right, and, and then there's that challenge of, well, how do I, how do I lean forward into that, so um, my coach always, you know, challenges me, she says, well, Tim, are you going to plan for success, or are you, you going to plan for failure, right, and then, like, okay, well, that's, that's a good, <laughs> great question, I'm going to plan for success, and then we get into the details in terms of, all right, now, what are the baby steps, right, what are the things that we, that you need to do in order to, to start moving towards, you know, hiring those people, and, 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 you know, figuring that out, so. Um, right. And, and I think, and that's one of the things that Doug has been helping me think through um, is about having them, the new people I hire set goals and, and kind of holding the standards about accountability and stuff like that. Because if, if, if they are, if I bring them on just to manage, then, then I'm not, I'm, I'm going to lose money. I'm not, it's not going to do well. Yeah. But if I bring them on to, um, to, and they say, Hey, this is your goals. You need to set yes. goals to pursue this and this and, and make the, the business grow. Um, at that point, then, then we'll begin to see the return financially happening. And so then, you know, I don't need to be, our sales will go up, which will help the, the bottom line in my yeah. pocket. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Setting um, key performance indicators or goals for our employees is critical. It's not something that, that most uh, of us do or think to do, um, but left to our own our own doing, we're all going to be less effective and less efficient than we could be. So, you know, having, having those goals in place, holding our team accountable to them, having regular check-ins and reviews with them really helps to accelerate their performance. And then the other thing you, you kind of alluded to it earlier is the principle of, you know, hire slow and fire fast, right? So, you know, take our time to make sure that they are going to be the right fit for our company. And they're, you know, they're going to fit into our mold and our, our values and our beliefs. And, yeah. got the skills that are required but then if we bring them on and they're not working out right, we we can't afford to to continue to pay them so you know putting together a you know a 90 day you know ramp up plan and and uh, having that the 90 day key performance indicators and you know if they don't if they're not hitting their 90 day goals then it means that you know they're not the right fit for the company yeah so, um jerry if uh if, well, actually not. If my, one of my favorite authors, Jim Rohn, he says, if we become, or if he says, we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about this, what advice do you have for other business owners um, who may be trying to do it on their own? You know, networking is huge because I think that that's the thing is that I like, if, if I were to you know, and of course, my wife fits into that that category as far as who I would spend the most time with. Yeah. Um, and so, but uh, but my wife is by nature a reserved, um, uh, not risk taker, non risk taker, yeah. and and I am. And so, you know, if I just simply listen to my wife, which you know, I love her to death, and she has been so good for me because there 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 are times when I needed to hear that 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 caution 
that uh, that I wanted to move forward on something. And so, um, but but if I were just to be, if if I had five people like her around me, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to number one excel for who I who God created me to be. But number two, I wouldn't be in my business wouldn't, wouldn't go anywhere. And so I think that, they, but so so therefore finding people around me, and that's where you know finding the right people in networking. And honestly, networking groups are great, and there's some great value to some of those. Um, however, I think that that the one-on-one times and finding those people that you're like, man, I, I could learn something from that person, right. um, is huge because then you'd be able to you know pick their brains or and and, and hopefully it be a, it would be a mutual you know uh, uh, encouragement and challenge one to another in in that kind of a situation. But being able to do it you know more on one-on-one or in small groups as opposed to you know, the, the big groups and just, you know, oh, I get to know this person, that person, but yeah. So. Yeah. Um, thank, thank you for sharing that. It, it makes me think of too, that a lot of times I see that partner business owners often are opposite. Right. And so the, the, the whole, the, the phrase of opposites attract, you just mentioned it, that you and your wife are opposite. My yeah. wife and I are opposite. Oftentimes business partners are opposite too. And, and it can be both a challenge and a frustration, right? As we rub each other, but then when we understand that we need the opposite opinion and the opposite perspective to help us, right, see the world whole and make good, good um, business decisions, then we become more open to the idea of all right, I I do want to understand right the opposite point of view so that I can compare that to my point of view and and make a good business decision here. Well, and then the word respect comes to my mind in that. Because obviously it is respecting the fact that, you know, and, and that, you know, that's why I don't know everything. I don't understand me and my personality, the way I operate does may not get me down the right path. Right. And so I need to respect my wife and you respect other people and their, their perspective and their thoughts, because, you know, and ultimately, you know, there are times I mean, it is my decision that I need to make the decision and go forward. And, um, but, but I do want to hear what other people have to say, because, you know, their, their input and their difference in how their personality operates and how they operate differently with their businesses or whatever is, is valuable. And so, you know. Yeah, makes sense. So Jerry, last question here. If there was something catastrophic that happened to the business, who's the first person you'd call and what would you want from them? Um, well, uh, one of the things that uh, you probably heard me alluding to, but I mean, family is huge to me. And so, you know, both, uh, you know, both my, my brother, um, as well as, of course, my wife, um, you know, those would be the, the first two people that, that I would, you know, give a call to. But, um, you know, I think my friend Doug is, is, is significant in how he has been helpful um, and, and trying to figure out what's the next steps with these things. And so, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's and, and I think that even, you know, I think I've raised some good kids as well. And so I've got seeing a lot of, you know, 20 something year old daughters that, that, and their, 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 their husbands that are, would be significant as well to be able to, to gather input from and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, part of, and part of it too is, is, is my faith in, in God and just the trust in the sense of, you know, that he, you know, double catastrophic. I mean, I guess no one can imagine, you know, kind of speculate what that would, what that would be, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I mean, but, but obviously, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I, 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 you know, I need to take a you know, rest at the moment in the fact that, Hey, God's in control. I'm going to trust him, you know, so, you know, I guess first and foremost going to him probably, and then, then being able to talk to others, you know, about 
okay, so here's the situation. Where do we go? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, Jerry, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your life that have helped you on your journey. If they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I am a very different man today than what I was even five years ago, let alone 15 years ago when we bought this business. And of course, let alone when I was five years old. Um, and so, you know, that's because of the people around me that have, have been willing to speak truth into my life, have been willing to, to show me, you know, to give, give me guidance and input. Um, and so, so I guess I'm speaking third person as opposed to to them as you ask, but, uh, but thank you is really a huge part of it because they, they have been so instrumental in, in, uh, helping me to become the man that I am today and the business owner I am today. And, and God knows I have a long way to go yet, but, uh, we're, we're on our track. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So Jerry, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and I appreciate having you on the show. Thanks, Tim. It's been awesome to be here. So I uh, trust that that uh, the words of my mouth and your mouth today may impact other people and in a, in a positive way. So Indeed. Awesome. So for everyone who is tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care.